another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show I have uh, the guitarist from the metal band Knaves. Um, their most recent uh, EP that just came out is called The Serpent's Root. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to talk to him a little, bit, a little bit about his artistry, the metal scene, and why he does what he does. So, Jamie Kerwin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Sure thing. How are you doing today? Good. I mean, despite the weather, it's yeah. terrible outside right now. Uh, God, yeah. Almost didn't make it here because uh, almost spun out on the freeway because of how the winds and everything. So I'm glad that I made it here safe. Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I woke up at like 11 and it just looked so gnarly outside. Like, I don't think I'm going to leave the house today. It's definitely one of those kind of days for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just ugly as hell. But I mean, but. We need days like this, though, because I like to think that days where it's rainy and crummy are days to be inside and be productive and to just embrace the, the pending cold. Yeah, it's a good you know reminder that winter is coming. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> uh, with that said, I mean, I agree with you, like, days inside sometimes tend to be my most productive, most mm -hmm. creative. You know, you don't really have a choice. Yeah. So you just kind of stay in and... You know, sometimes I just find myself playing guitar or whatever and, you know, write a half a song that you weren't expecting to, so. Yeah, exactly, right. So, yeah, uh, in my case, I'm cooped up in my room and I'm uh, editing podcasts, I'm uh, watching movies and trying to stay inspired, you know. So, um, what we talk about in Mr. Nesca, we talk love and fear through our passionate and creative minds, and um, I'd like to give a shout-out to... My man Steve Roach, because he was the first one who really told me, talk to Naves on your show. Um, he, uh, I work with him at Company Brewing. We were having like a late night summer drink after work, and he was like talking about you guys, and um, and uh, it just and it was uh, fitting that like just in time, like uh, you reached out and were like, yeah, I'd love to talk about the metal scene on your show. So. Yeah. That worked out. Yeah, I've seen you, you know, do a lot of um, singer-songwriter stuff, a lot of hip-hop stuff, but I haven't really seen you cover too much of the metal scene, so it's like I'd like yeah. to get in there and kind of talk about what's going on in Milwaukee. Yeah, so. definitely. We need it. Because, um, yeah, I've covered, like, punk shows, and, uh, you know, I love to go to Bremen, I like to go to High Dive, I like to, you know, go to shows that are, like, walking distance a lot, but yeah. a lot of the venues that cater to a lot of metal shows like Walker's Point Music Hall mm -hmm. and X-Ray um, are a little farther away, so I don't make it yes. out there quite as much. Club Garibaldi's is the yep. other one. Yep. Um, but I do have some on my list, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's interesting, you know, just to talk about Milwaukee, like there's certain people that kind of just stay in their neighborhood. And I feel like River West is one of those neighborhoods where if you live in River West, you kind of just hang out at mm -hmm. High Dive and Quarters and Company yeah. and, and that sort of thing. And like, as a band, you almost have to make it a point to play there mm -hmm. it, because you know that those people aren't going to travel yeah. too often to Cactus Club or Garibaldi or Axe yeah. Arcade or anything like that. So Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, the... The, my saving grace with that is the green line. I uh, I take the bus down to the green line or down to 
Bayview and Everett covering Cactus Club, and I love it so much there. Like, uh, that's probably my favorite venue in town, but but absolutely. So, um, yeah, so to start, um, I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself and your own artistry, and I guess just like a, you know, your own journey with music as a creative outlet and uh, where it's led you to where you are today. Oh man, where do we start? Um, yeah, I've been playing in bands since I was, you know, a teenager. Obviously, started, you know, playing covers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, in the early two thousands, got into a band that, you know, kind of got into the the metalcore, hardcore scene, mm -hmm. and uh, really fell into that. There was just kind of a, a community vibe about that that I really latched onto. You know, it was it was really felt like a family, mm -hmm. and uh, I still keep in contact with a lot of those people. And uh, yeah, I played in a band called Amor Savant in the early 2000s that, you know, we did pretty well. Um, the singer of our band did quite a bit of the booking in the area. Um, mm -hmm. His name's Andy Parman. Shout out to Andy Parman. Andy Parman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he ended up booking, um, uh, kind of took over booking a fest that was called Robot Mosh Fest mm -hmm. here in the area. And that kind of drew really well from, you know, local states. Um, surrounding states and everything and just kind of built up that community and just kind of kept going with it um, When Amora Savant broke up, I know that Andy continued doing his record label and booking for a little while um, Him and I both stepped away for a little bit, but you know if you're into music and it really takes a hold of you You end up coming back in one way or another yeah. and uh, I went, went to school and Got into a career, but there was still always that thing that was calling me back and mm -hmm. I tried electronic music for a little while, I was producing electronic music and DJing out, but it just didn't have the right feel yeah. for me, you know, I, I enjoyed the creative aspect of making music, but I, I like making music with other people more, mm -hmm. um, there's just kind of this thing that happens organically when you're working with other people where you all kind of hit the same note and you're all playing, you know, just happen to play the same thing where it just it all clicks and it's just like oh my god this is amazing like it's yeah it's, it's yeah. like you know just a, such a chemical release that happens that i was missing when i was doing electronic and DJing yeah, that sure andy and i ended up getting back into um metal music about three years ago when our uh, band ended up doing a reunion show mm -hmm. and we ended up booking that at turner hall with some friends did really really well we were very humbled by how well that reunion show did and we had so much fun that we were like let's keep going with this let's yeah, do something yeah. new let's kind of keep going so uh naves kind of started from that we've had quite a few member changes and everything mm -hmm. but um and i know that naves on my part um i i didn't want to be um I don't want to say associated, but I wanted to do something different. I'd already done something with Amora Savant that I wanted to do something different with Naves. So I kind of, um, I made sure, like kind of tried different tunings and kind of different riff styles. And I mean, anybody who listens to our music that knows is always kind of, you know, every artist kind of has their signature thing that they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of that in there, but I, I have made a conscious effort to do things a little differently. Because um, you can definitely get into a rut if you're doing the same yeah. thing over and over. Sure. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, um, what are the so what's the current lineup in Naves? Uh, current lineup is Andy Parman on vocals, uh, myself on guitar, Antonio Ninnam on drums, who also played drums in um, an indie band, indie rock band, in the in the area called Into Arcadia for okay. a while. Sure. Um, I know they were covered by like eighty eight nine and whatnot. Nice. Um, 
And then uh, he also played in a metal band called Die Alone, which was vastly underrated. They're really, yeah, really good metal sure. band. Um, they definitely didn't get the credit that they deserved. And then um, our bass player is Amanda Daniels, awesome. who um, has probably had the most experience out of all of us. She played in a band called Enabler, um, did some pretty extensive touring. She was able to go to Australia and Europe, maybe even Japan, I don't remember, mm -hmm. but has definitely had the most experience out of all of us. Yeah. Have uh, you guys uh, toured as names yet? Not yet. Um, we're trying to figure out our schedules. I know you're going to Michigan up. City uh, next month. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be our second time in Michigan City. A good friend of ours uh, is booking that show. They've been Michigan City's been really good to us. So um, in Indiana, so very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's uh, super cool. Um, it sounds like you're all you know very tenured musicians. Um, and it definitely came full circle. So yeah, I guess like so. Given that you've been playing uh, in uh, these bands for you know decades, um, yeah, I guess like how so? How would you say like? Um, I mean, people talk a lot about how like you know Milwaukee's in like a musical renaissance right now. No matter what kind of music you're playing, whether you're playing metal, punk. Uh, hip-hop music, electronic music, indie, whatever you're doing, like, you know, there's a, this is a better time than ever to be, like, active in the Milwaukee music scene right now because of such a influx of venues and just platforming and initiatives that are actually trying to, like, uh, establish, like, the business side of, of music. Uh, X-Ray Arcade obviously just opened, um, which uh, Andy owns, correct? He? He's part owner of that. He's part of a collective of owners yeah. of X-Ray Arcade. Um, yeah, just kind of talk a little bit about that. I know that the reason that that opened up is because there, there has been, um, there hasn't been a lot of all ages venues in right. the city. Anything that was all ages had to kind of happen under the radar. You know, at places like Borg Ward yeah. or basement shows, which were you know, sometimes kind of sketchy. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of those places would get to shut down by the cops, yeah. you know, so there wasn't a lot of places for younger artists to get into. Um, and it, it's not like it was easily accessible. You know, it's not something you kind of had to hear about it word of mouth, that mm -hmm. kind of ask a punk, yeah, 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 yeah. like how to get in. Um, so it's, uh, that was kind of the reason that X-Ray Arcade started. Um, I know during that whole time, um, Kelsey from Cactus Club had also really been pushing the initiative to change some of the legislation in the area. But she finally did. Finally. I, which, I, I, I don't know how long that's been in place, but I mean... A couple as, weeks at this point. Yeah, I mean, as far as the law with all ages stuff, I know like, I mean, back into the 90s, a place like the Globe or something, they had to do two separate shows where it's like they would do a 21 and under show as a matinee. And then they'd have a couple hour break and then a 21 plus show would happen in the evening. So you'd almost have the same show twice in one day just to get, um, you know, younger people to see that show, yeah. which, you know, I, I'm really thankful for people like Mark Solheim who did things yeah. like that so that I could see those shows. Cause I, you know, I wasn't 21 right. back then. I, you know, I never would have seen half of these bands, yeah. you know, and gotten into it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I've only been out going out to local shows and covering them for you know this past year, and uh, um, and didn't realize like how much of like a thing it used to be like all ages venues like with like the Borg board gets brought up a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, a lot of these shows that 
you know, I'll cover uh, this past year. I've been at, you know, in basements or in attics, you know, places where, you know, anyone of all ages can can infiltrate and to, you know, watch their favorite bands, discover new music, support their friends, whatnot. Uh, and I didn't realize just how much of a setback it was for this scene. But thanks to the X-Ray Arcade, like, um, also with the new state uh, working to become yep. open as yeah. well yeah, amazing work with that as well um, but and also just how much of a backbone the TAY scene is here like yeah there's um, there's been you know whether it's Nausicaa or whether it's the Murray Attic mm-hmm. um, you know uh, I know Ari was doing the Dad Palace I know yep. JJ's busy at JJ's Bar and Grill yes. like Great, you know, especially JJ because yeah. of what he's been doing for. I mean, he has tonight. Shows. As a matter of fact, is his 100th show. Wow, that he's having there. Congratulations, JJ. Which is amazing because a lot of places like that do do not stay around that long. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in a residential area mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's amazing. So, you know, props to JJ for yeah. what he does for sure. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, so. It's been a, a highly sought out and anticipated um, uh, landmark for us to have something like the X-ray arcade um, that you know families of bands can can be there and you know support the music and also just have a lot of family fun with the actual yes. arcade there. I love that. I've only been there once actually. Um, it was for Flat Teeth Operations, okay. Unitaskers, and Oftener. And uh, I've made it out back since, but I really, I do need to get back down there soon. But uh, just remember having a ton of fun, just, you know, because it's, you know, it, like the popcorn machine, the video games, <laughs> like the the drinks, but also just, you know, a really just uh, awesome uh, sound space as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, it's run by people who, you know, have been in bands have run record labels who understand the DIY aspect yeah. of things that aren't looking to gouge bands or anything like that, you know, and that's, I think that's a big thing to um, appreciate. Uh, for a long time, I feel like the only way for younger artists to get into venues was to these, you know, insane pay-to-play shows. Yeah. You know, I think there's some predatory companies out there that definitely, you know, they'll charge an artist, you know, a couple hundred dollars and then they have to sell back tickets and it's just like, that's not how it should be done. No. You know, it's, there definitely should be a community as far as that goes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, so, um, as you mentioned before, uh, I'm, I myself am, you know, still yet to really get a good foothold into the metal scene here. Um, so I'd love to just hear a little bit about your own experience, uh, in the evolution of the scene. So I guess like, being as you've been playing here since you know the two thousand early two thousands, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I guess like how is it different now than it was when you first started playing? Here? I think every scene has ebbs and flows, and yeah. um, you know when I first started going to stuff, it, you know it was in it was kind of like VFW halls, and I think remember one of the first shows that I went to was actually like in a bowling alley like banquet hall type of thing, yeah. and um, it. it the amount of people that go to shows, you know, at one point there was a, with metalcore shows, it got to a point where you could expect three to 400 people. And that, I mean, looking back on that, that was crazy to think about that amount of people. Um, 
I don't necessarily know that everybody was there for the music, you know, and I think that's kind of, you, you end up with a scene that, that ends up um, peaking and then kind of coming back down a bit where you've got the people that truly care about the music going to those shows. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel that's where we are with the metal scene right now is where there might not be two, three hundred people going out to shows. You know, a good show might be 50 to 100 people, yeah. but you know that all of those people are there and really enjoy the music yeah. and are somehow, you know, deeply rooted into that music scene in the city. Totally, and that's what's so helpful of the, these DIY venues where, like, the address isn't freely being given out, where it's the Alaska Punk, um, because you have to seek it out. You know, it's not going to just be, you know, uh, it's not going to just be, like, a destination for you to be somewhere just so you can drink and yep. hang out with your friends. Like, you're going there for the music, and, right. and that's, like, and, you know, it's... And like the donations are encouraged at the door, but no mm -hmm. one will be turned away if, right. if they if they can't offer that. Um, but yeah, it's like you, it's it's a lot more like voluntary. Yes, um, which is which is great. Um, yeah, and like yeah, man, like 300, 400 people. <laughs> like, yeah, wow, I couldn't and, imagine filling Bremen up or something oh, like that. Yeah. yeah, and that was the thing. <laughs> like as as the scene grew, there were we, you know, it's realized that like okay, well this venue isn't going to hold the amount of people that are coming to these shows. Yeah. So, you know, it was always trying to figure out a new venue to go to. Yeah. Um, you know, for a while there, uh, I was pretty close to the people that were booking. Um, we were, they were booking at park pavilions. Okay. And um, after a while, the park pavilions caught wind that they were charging for these shows, and they eventually just said, no, you can't do this anymore. You can't have shows at park pavilions. I know there was one that happened, a couple that happened at, like, McCarty Park. Quite a few that happened at the Mitchell Park Dome sure. Pavilion, um, you know. So then they were looking for a venue, and they ended up doing what is now the Jazz Gallery. Oh yeah. And yeah. so for about a year, there were like hardcore and punk shows that happened there, um, until I th like the cops ended up busting down a show there, and then the owner wasn't cool with that. He's like, mm -hmm. "Well, we're not going to do that anymore." Yeah. And then things kind of moved over to Shorewood Legion Hall for okay. quite a while. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's all, and, and, you know, I'm familiar with some of the venues that predate me, like Club Karate, um, and some of the basement, you know, basements here in River West, mm -hmm. that I never got a chance to go to, but I heard about, yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of thing, so. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess, like, um, yeah, do you, um, so, do you feel like it's kind of, uh, in, like, a it's it's going uphill now with, like, the enthusiasm, do you feel like the presence is really there right now, and, like, do you feel like, you know, people are really like um, showing up for the metal scene right now? I th I think as far as the the metal scene, I think we're still kind of at the lower point where it's like we're waiting for that to come back up. I know that the punk scene and the hardcore scene are doing really well right now, um, and there's some really good bands that are you know kind of at the front of that. Um, uh, we just had Negative Approach, you know, Hardcore Legends Negative Approach awesome. at X-Ray Arcade. Yeah. Um, you know, we ended up asking Curb Sitter, who's from River West, love that band, yeah. really good band. Um, also asking a younger band called Big Laugh oh, to cool. do that. They used to be called Force Impact, and like, I feel like, you know, those are two bands that are kind of forwarding the kind of punk, hardcore aspect of what's going on in the mm -hmm. city, and I can definitely see a following as far as that goes. Um, you know, bands like Low End, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you know, definitely have you know the hardcore scene going, and anytime they play out, they get a really good response. Yeah, um, 
as far as the metal scene, you know, the few bands I could say that I think are doing really well are uh, Wits End, a little bit younger. I've uh, heard they're doing great stuff. Yeah. yeah, they're actually playing tonight that show at JJ's. That oh, cool, yeah. Show tonight, so I'm excited for that. Um, good friends of ours, played a couple shows with those guys, mm -hmm. actually really love their music. Yeah. Um, uh, Pig's Blood is another one I've, I've known those also guys Also one that's while. been on my radar as well, yeah. Yep, those are really good dudes. Um, I know Chris, uh, who sings in that band, has been in numerous bands. I mean, he's older than I am, and you know, I can remember him being in bands from, you know, Laval Blessing to Protestant to, you know, being in Pig's Blood now, so... Yeah, he's been doing stuff for, for years. Yeah. Um, also really like Scathed, kind of, uh, yeah. you know, and these are all bands that are kind of in the River West area. I know they've sure, played quite yeah. a few shows yeah. in, this, in this River West area. Yeah. Um, my friends in Black Canvas just put out an EP yesterday, um, kind of throwback to, to old school death metal. Cool. It's interesting because there's a little bit for everybody. Yeah. It's just... It's the willingness to go out there and seek it. I think the average person is so used to having things put in front of them mm -hmm. that they're not they're not going out and, and yeah. finding it. Yeah, right. So. They don't need to like they don't have to like actually go out their door and like seek out, okay, what show's playing when. Like Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think if there were a little bit more of that, I think that we would see the music scene just explode. Yeah, totally. Uh, that I mean that as a musician I would I would love that. I would love to see you know, more people kind of actively seek out shows and um, maybe not just go see their friends' bands or anything. Right, just, yeah. You know, go go to other shows and, mm -hmm. and see other things. There's amazing things going on. Yeah. Um, before we turned on the camera, we talked a little bit about, like, the hip-hop scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Naves played at High Dive this past uh, Saturday, and we ended up uh, talking with a guy who's like, I'm super excited to open for you guys. He's like, I'm playing that show at Company Brewing, um, Snag is having their EP release at Company Brewing. Yeah, that's going to be such a good one. I can't wait for that. I'm super stoked that they asked us to play because yeah. I really like that band. I saw them at JJ's and I really liked what they were doing. Um, but the hip hop guy was like, I've been looking for, you know, like metal bands. He's like, where I come from, like metal bands and hip hop bands play together and, mm -hmm. you know, hip hop artists. And it would be really cool to, you know, I'm looking forward to playing with you guys. Yeah. So, I mean... I would just love to see more of that too. Yeah. Know? Like just oh, yeah. cross genre stuff. Yeah, like hip hop and we were talking about how like hip hop and metal and hardcore stuff, like, you know, it actually like this like whether it's the subject matter, the aggression, the confrontational approach to like, you know, how like the, the vocalist, for example, is interacting with the audience. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of crossover appeal. Yes. Um yeah. I remember watching a Nardwar interview where uh, uh, Nardwar gave uh, Travis Scott an Exodus LP because, like, oh wow, yeah, we're like, he was like, yeah, like you like Exodus, and Travis was like, yeah, like I've always really liked the aesthetic of this kind of stuff, right. and like I've always, you know, it's resonated with me a lot, like because it is a very like there's a lot of apologeticism, there's a lot of just, you know, it's standing up to. Um, the system in a lot of ways, or it's, right. it's uh, you know, be, it's sort of a channeling that, um, you know, built up emotion into this just really, like, uh, this really raw and just gritty and just, uh, you know, uh, aggressively uh, um, realized sound that, you know, 
captures just how fucked up some things are, you yeah. know? <laughs> well, and like growing up and listening to like 90s rap, like 90s rap was very commercialized, I yeah. guess you could say. Sure. You know, and then you end up with this stuff in the early 2000s, which was even more so commercialized that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you hear about things that happened in like New York City in the 80s where the punk scene and the hip-hop scene were essentially the same scene. You mm -hmm. had people, you know, the Beastie Boys were originally a punk band and they yeah. started, you know, a hip-hop group just for fun. Yeah. Um, but to see it now, like I never saw that kind of aggression at a show, I guess you could say. Um, and then to see uh, videos of like mosh pits at hip hop shows, mm -hmm. um, like the stuff that's coming out of LA right now. Uh, and I was just like, holy cow, like this is awesome. You know, like listening to groups like, you know, the only one that comes to mind for me is horror, but like I I've seen some of like some clips of their shows and I'm just like, that looks like so much fun. Yeah, like, that yeah. Looks awesome. Fuck yeah. 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 I, and I myself, like, um, definitely something I want to, uh, capitalize on is how I think I mean, for one like breaking and entering we cover all kinds of music in the city we need to cover more metal I want to get more uh, metal releases on our site oh, for I want sure. to get more metal videos on our site I yeah. want to you know do show write-ups on metal bands more often obviously um, yeah, yeah. And props to you guys for doing that I mean I know a lot of people just kind of they, they figure out their one yeah. you know, genre and they just stick with it because right. but you know to cover all of that like that I'm sure that takes a lot of time yeah. and energy and you know mm -hmm. so oh for sure I mean I, I mean I, I know we have some metal bands that uh, send their send us stuff I know these fading visions okay. send us uh, their releases a lot mm -hmm. there's a couple other ones too but uh, but that's something I think that it's not about like oh like we're just avoiding it it's more of just we don't have the, we just need more exposure to it right. and being as like I'm kind of like I scout you know I scout on venues and bands and I you know actively seek out different shows that you know uh, can give me more exposure to different scenes like you know I just I need to be out at uh, these venues and these shows more often just to see like yeah metal show just to see awesome fucking music uh, that's you know right down the street here in River West that you know we just uh it, it hasn't been our instinct to go to, but it mm -hmm. just, you know, it can be very easily. And I think, you know, you're at that advantage being in River West where, like you said, everything is walking distance. Oh, yeah. I mean, Quarters, like, company, five minutes away. Yeah, I mean, like, you're right here by Circle A. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like Circle <laughs> A, um, company, company, um, high dive, quarters. I know Jazz Gallery does stuff every mm -hmm. once in a while. Bremen. Bremen. Um, do they do stuff at Club 99? Uh, no, I don't think. Okay, I think they, they did. But even Nausicaa's right here. Nausicaa, yes. Um, um, Matt is amazing. I know shows at Dead Palace are kind of sporadic now. Sure, yeah. You know, but I mean, we probably just listed, you know, eight to ten venues. Oh, yeah. All probably within five blocks. Right, even go across the river. Go to, you know, I don't know the Mirror Mar doesn't cover, do much live, like local music anymore, right, but I know right. the Hacienda just opened. Oh yeah, yep. Very exciting. Uh, there's DIY venues scattered all over the east side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's it's all right here. Um, I mean, so going what we mentioned uh, earlier about some of the uh, venues that do primarily cater to a lot of metal shows, like Club Garibaldi's and Walker's Point Music Hall, yep. um, uh, X-Ray, obviously. Um, yep. Yeah, like, uh, like why do you think it's them, like those particular venues that that uh, 
do primary like a lot of the metal shows whereas like you won't see metal shows really as much at cactus or something like that i think it has to do with the people that are booking the shows there um the primary bookers i know that um jason ellis uh who's in a band called kirtual okay. who's in a band called half gorilla you know back in the day um he does a, a lot of the uh booking at walker's point music hall for a lot of that stuff so he'll get um tour packages offered to him and mm -hmm. everything i think tonight he also has um, immolation at Walker's Point Music That's cool. Hall. So yeah. it's like, you know, there's so much going on in this city. Yeah. Um, you know, for, uh, what was the other one we talked about? Company. I know that Steve does a lot of booking at Company. Yeah. So, you know, he'll bring in, I know he brought in Thou not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't make it to that show. It was a friend of mine's birthday. Um, I kind of wanted to, but I heard it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it primarily has to do with the people that are booking at that place mm -hmm. and what, kind of what show offers they get or yeah. what um, what tour packages they get. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of hoping that for a long time now, probably 10 years plus, a lot of these bigger tour packages have skipped Milwaukee, a lot of the bigger metal ones. Um, it, it's like either they had played the rave so many times or maybe they had some sort of um, misdealings with the rave that they've kind of skipped over and haven't had any context in the city right. yeah. to, to book something in the area. So mm -hmm. we're kind of hoping that, um, you know, with stuff like Walker's Point Music Hall and X-Ray Arcade, and I know that Kelsey gets stuff at Cactus every once in a yeah. while. Um, I know she had like Paul Berry last, Berry last year oh, yeah. and uh -huh. uh, Wind Hand and yeah. that stuff. So you guys have been getting some really good, uh, at X-Ray, some really big name bands. Like uh, I know that um, I Hate God was there. I know yep. Ufa Mamet was there. Yep. Uh, you've got um, I know that Screaming Females are coming up. I know we're yep. to or, uh, later this week. Yeah, I know. Um, what is it? Uh, Remo Drive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we're working with uh, Kickstand Productions out of Chicago. Yeah, and they're bringing us some stuff. We got Torch coming. Torch, yeah, Torch yeah. is an awesome band. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's stuff happening. It's just coming back. It's slowly starting to reel in. Like, yeah. hey, you don't have to come to the rave. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And I I think there's a lot of people like myself that I mean I haven't. I haven't paid to go to a show at the Rave in probably 10 years. Really? Yeah. It's just like a, a, an ethical thing where it's just like, yeah. I know I, I don't care for how they deal with um, bands that kind of, we talked before about pay to play right, yeah. and whatnot. I don't necessarily care for that aspect. There's a lot of safety hazards there too, like with the water. Uh, like you can't, they don't have like a, there's not really like a, Reliable, especially with the volume of people that go to those shows, is not like a yeah. safe, reliable water source to right. like for like people to hydrate. You have to. It's five bucks for a cup, a cup of water at the bar, and uh, which is fucking ridiculous. It's yeah. I don't know if I can swear. But. Oh yes, you can. No, it is <laughs> fucking is, ridiculous. That is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and. I, and it just shouldn't be that way, you know. Like you shouldn't have to capitalize on somebody. You shouldn't be capitalizing on someone's ability to. To be safe and healthy right. and not have any like, you know, risks of like passing out, or, especially yeah, the, 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 the like the, at the actual like EDM shows they do there where people right. are sweaty and jumping all over the place right. on drugs. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the safety hazards involved with that are even more so. And like you said, if you're charging for water, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the last few times that I went there, I I didn't know that that was a thing yet. Oh, yeah. but that hadn't been a thing. 
and uh, I had asked for just a cup of ice, mm -hmm. and I was going to go into the bathroom and get some water, mm -hmm. um, trying to kind of skirt around the yeah. the, mm -hmm. the idea. And they were like, "Oh, that'll be three dollars." I was like, "For a cup of ice?" This is so scummy, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I think so, that we have that charm of like being a small city, where like we're a tightly knit community. You know, generally like our our spotlight isn't anywhere near where it could be. We're still like kind of trying to utilize the resources we have uh, right. in order to, you know, get more recognition for the music mm -hmm. that uh, is going on here. And it's like, you know, we just we don't we just don't have time to deal with petty bullshit or clickiness and clickiness like. I noticed clickiness isn't as much a thing, it's it's not as much of even a problem with, like, groups as much as it is with, like, certain people that just hang out at bars, it's like, this is this is our bar that we hang out right. here, and, and, you know, like, yeah, and I imagine it's just like, you, you just kind of, you, you learn to deal with that and be like, you know, people, like, this is people's hangout, whatever, people come and go through the venue to play music or to check it out, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're trying to alienate you, it's just like, this is their comfort zone. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying before, I think, um, you know, for anybody that might have any type of social anxiety, I mean, that could definitely play into an issue for not wanting to go to a venue. Right. Um, Which I definitely, I have a lot of social anxiety myself, yeah. So, so, you know, if you've never been to a venue, you're like, I don't know what to expect, yeah. I don't know who's going to be there, like that sort of thing. And I've had people kind of say like, well, I don't know that I want to go there, I don't know if I'll know anybody, like that sort of thing. Um, and I, I would just urge people like, yeah, just go, you know, just mm -hmm. go and it, I, like, I personally have never been to, to Nausicaa and I... I just haven't had a chance to get there yet, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but it's definitely on my list of places that I want to go. Um, I think there was a, a band, I want to say they're called Peroxide? Oh yeah, that's Matt's band. Okay, yeah. 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 So um, they just played a show there recently that I really wanted to go to, but uh, I think yeah. I was working at X-Ray. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, even myself, I'm guilty of that. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, and but yeah, you generally when you go to these shows, like, people, especially when I approach somebody about interviewing them for breaking and entering. Like, people just, people aren't guarded about, like, you know, someone from a music blog talking to them. Like, they're excited. They're really oh, excited. Absolutely. They're honored. And, like, yeah. um, and it's just, like, generally, like, when I talk to a band after that, like, they're very gracious. They're very kind. They're, they, they love meeting new people. This right. is what they do. Like, right. um, I, uh, I interviewed a band called Sleeper Sound a couple weeks ago at uh, Cactus Club. And uh, they're like they're like cinematic, like indie music, uh, kind okay. of post rocky. Uh, some of those kindest dudes I've ever met. They gave me an LP for free. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, they gave me a really really good interview um, where each band member talked like individually about their own perspectives. Um, they just had like a really unique way of like how they record their music and how they practice and these bands are really really excited about what they're doing they're excited about the scene that they're playing and like you know it's like it's I, I, I honestly I kind of find it humorous when it's like a band is playing like really really like aggressive music like metal or punk or like you know they have this they their presence just takes up the entire room and then I go up to them after the after the the show and they're like, 
oh, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Like, the, like the kindest, like, mellowest dudes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you 100%. Oh, yeah. You know, like, going and seeing Pig's Blood, I, you know, I don't know, um, Chris, like, wears, like, a ski mask yeah. and just is so intense, you yeah. know, but then I talk to him, he's just like, hey, man. Oh, yeah. Like, Snag is another yeah. example, like... They're like the sweetest dudes ever that just care about the environment and yeah. <laughs> like talk about like, you know, they're just huge environmentalists and they're just talking about going green and stuff like uh, stuff like that, you know, it's like where their music is just like their way of expressing these emotions that they're just their demeanor alone at like people to people. You wouldn't guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I know with our music, it's like. It's, it's an anger and a frustration. Um, a lot of it for me is my outlet for like depression and anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I had a, a talk with a friend of mine about how sometimes the music is chaotic and I'm like, yeah, that's usually the anxiety part coming yeah. out. He's like, <laughs> sometimes it's kind of slow and moody and I'm like, yeah, that's usually the depression yeah, 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 coming yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. And you can yeah. kind of like, if, if you know the person and you know the music or you know them personally, you can kind of see their personality come mm -hmm. out in the music. Yeah. Yeah. If you're good friends with a band, you can kind of go, oh, well, that makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, on this note, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your, so your albums, your, mm -hmm. your EP, whatever. Yeah. Is it an album? Is it an EP? It's in between. It's yeah. Like, it's yeah. seven songs. So it's just like, I'm not going to correct yeah. anybody depending sure. on what they say, you know, EP album. Uh, yeah. Way. Yeah. How'd you guys record this thing? Uh, so we did the acoustic drums with Shane at Howell Street. Shout out to Shane. Yep. Great uh, dude. Awesome. Um, you know, I uh, appreciate his drum recording so much. As a drummer, he is uh, really tuned into the fine details mm -hmm. of, of recording. So we went to him for the acoustic drums. Um, and then I handled the rest of it myself, just kind of DIY, trying to save, you know, as much money. Yeah. Um, anybody who's, you know, been in a band that they wanted to put out a serious recording knows that you know if you take the time it can cost thousands oh yeah and and to be able to do that ourselves was really really good um take our time with it um i know that amanda had said that this is the first time that she had been in a band that had taken that long to record and how most of the time when you record with a band it's kind of like a snapshot of that band at that time mm -hmm. because they might go into the studio for like a week yeah. so you get kind of um, I think it took us about six months to record this wow. kind of off and on due to mm -hmm. schedules and whatnot. Yeah. And she said that it was kind of like more like a, a painting mm -hmm. where it was like we had time to do things and kind of add soundscapes to things mm -hmm. and kind of really work up the whole process to end up with this this result that we were really, really proud of. Awesome. So very exciting. Uh, yeah. So now that the now that it's out, uh, mm -hmm. I guess like what's next for Naves? Um, you know, this first EP has been a collection of quite a few people that have come through the band. Um, you know, we've had a few uh, second guitar players. Um, we had another bassist at one point. So a lot of these songs are kind of um, bits and pieces of everybody that's come through. And I feel like we're just going to now start getting into what we are as this current lineup and kind of really... Uh, I think we're going to take the time to kind of orchestrate a, a whole album from start to finish with all of those moods that we had talked about, you know, mm -hmm. before where it's just like, um, I, as a songwriter, I think I had always thought about writing 
writing an entire story in three minutes. Oh, yeah. Whereas writing an album is you get 40 minutes or you get mm -hmm. 50 minutes. So it's like every song doesn't have to incorporate all of these different pieces. It doesn't have to be slow and fast and mid-tempo all mm -hmm. in one song. They can, there can be different songs that hold those place within the album. So just kind of approaching it that way, which I'm really excited to, to get at. We love to see it. We're excited. We're excited to uh, talk to you guys more, uh, breach the metal scene more, and uh, let this be sort of like a um, somewhat of a uh, catalyst for myself to breach the metal scene in Milwaukee more. Yeah, I mean, if you need any suggestions, I'll send uh, shows your way that I think would be worth covering. Fuck so, yeah, I so trust awesome. you. <laughs> <laughs> so as we close out, uh, Jamie, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh man, um, it depends. Uh, sometimes I end up with a riff in my head that if I've been working on a song, I'm just like going over composition. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's just just all the things from the day that kind of you're like, oh, did I remember to do that, or I have to do that tomorrow, yeah. or um, yeah, I'm definitely one of those people that it, it takes a while for my brain to shut off sure, yeah. and get to bed. I, you know, such as probably the same with any creative mind. Yeah. What puts so, you to sleep though? Uh, <laughs> the medication that I'm on helps. Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. it certainly does for, yeah. for many. Um, and I do have a, um, I, I have the the Calm app. Oh Are you yeah, familiar with that? Yeah, I yeah. turn on the rain sound, and that's, that's ASMR. Yep, sort of absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I turn on like the rain, like a rain like maker type sound, yeah. and that usually helps. So. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, love it, man. Thanks right. for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. For sure. Check out Naves' uh, new uh, EP slash album slash whatever <laughs> in between it is, um, mm -hmm. and also uh, go to metal shows. Uh, um, I'll see you there. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of great uh, music coming out from the metalcore, the hardcore, the everything, all the aggressive uh, metal music that you can you can want is coming out of the scene. So uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, and we'll see you next time. Mr. Nice Guy.